Welcome to the brief for how to be filled with the Holy Spirit by A.W. Towser. The first thing we're going to look at is who is A.W. Towser? Well, he's a man who got saved by a street preacher as a teenager. And the street preacher, some folks think they never get anything done or get anyone saved, but they saved A.W. Towser. And he simply said, pray the sinner's prayer when you get home and you will be saved. And the sinner's prayer, sinner's prayer just goes like this. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so A.W. Towser did it and got saved in his attic. He was a part of the Christian and Missionary Association for more than 40 years. He had seven kids, six sons and one daughter. He was a pastor for more than 30 years. He didn't have a lot of formal education. He didn't complete high school or college, but he managed to write 60 books and The vast majority of his royalties, he donated to charitable causes. That's what I call walking the walk and talking the talk. He lived a simple life. So he took mass transit like the bus everywhere. He didn't take a car. Brief two. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he's scary to many, not the least of which maybe because he's called the Holy Ghost at least in the King James Version of the Bible. You should know he has the power to penetrate your spirit. Now, he doesn't take up space. He doesn't have mass. He doesn't have weight. He is not genius, human genius. He is not a spirited horse or someone with enthusiasm, but he is eternal. The writer of Hebrews tells us that Jesus offered himself through the eternal spirit. And that is a characteristic of God. He's omnipresent. David, when he wrote Psalms 139, said, where can I go from your spirit? He said, if I go to heaven, you are there. If I go to hell, you are there. If I go to the uttermost part of the sea, even there, your right hand will guide me. Your hand will guide me and your right hand will uphold me. He said the darkest night is as light to him. He was talking about the Holy Spirit being omnipresent another characteristic of divinity. And when we baptize people, we baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, establishing an equivalence. See, between the the Holy Ghost, the Father, and Jesus, they're all divine persons. He's a co-equal part of the Trinity. Yes, very God and very God. You know, he looks just like Jesus. He's a person with a will, a mind, a heart. He sees, he thinks, he hears, he speaks. He has desires just like other persons do. In the Nicene Creed, they say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son, who together is worshipped and glorified. This establishes that he is God. You couldn't put Solomon's name in there or David's name in there as a substitute for the Holy Spirit. But you can put the Holy Spirit in there because he's divine, just as the Father and the Son are. Brief three, the promise of the Father. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, Jesus told the disciples, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are imbued with power from on high. 
he told him in Luke. The promise of the Father we see in Joel, the second chapter in the 28th and 29th verses. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your men shall see visions. Now, Towser speaks of three periods in the New Testament. He's doing so in reference to the Holy Spirit. The first period is the period of the promise of the Holy Spirit. And this is from John to the resurrection. And this is when the disciples had the experience of Jesus in the flesh. They were taught by him. They were readied by him. They saw him crucified, resurrected. They knew him. They walked with him. They loved him. And they saw him ascend into heaven. And then came the time of the preparation from the time that Jesus was resurrected until the time of Pentecost, something less than 50 days. That was a time when Jesus told them to wait, right? He said, wait, as the word said here, until you are imbued with power from on high. Tarry in Jerusalem, he said, and you shall be my witnesses in Judea, in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and even to the uttermost parts of the world. He said, you shall receive power, right? And told him to wait. And that was the last thing he said before ascending into heaven. And then there was the third thing, the realization of the Holy Spirit, which was Pentecost. And from then until today, we who live in the last days, there is the external proof of Jesus that comes from the scriptures. Um, John the Baptist was an external validation of Jesus. The works that Jesus did were a validation of him. But the Holy Spirit is an internal validation of Jesus. The witness of the Holy Spirit who saves us, he pricks our heart and convinces us that Jesus died for our sins. And that is the internal evidence. It's the Holy Spirit that goes straight to our souls. He's the one that tells us we're missing something. In fact, Towser calls us sick. He says we're missing what the Spirit brought to the early churches in many cases. And the church received authority, and so will you when you receive the Holy Spirit. In the Bible, that word for authority is exousia. And it's not just authority, as we would use it, like a title, an empty title, but it's the power to go along with the title, the power to actually execute the authority that you have. And so it's not a thing that happened back then and ceased. It's an ongoing thing that happened today that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Towser makes an analogy between the food that Peter ate back in the day, 2,000 years ago, would that do you any good? The answer is it wouldn't. And so it is because he had the Holy Spirit experience. If you don't get it today, it does you no good, but it's available to you today. And that's the point. And it's essential. That's what he was telling the disciples. You won't be successful without the Holy Spirit. So he said, stay here. Until he comes. Don't make a move without him. And that's the same thing he says to us today. Don't make a move without the Holy Spirit. The first question Towser asks is. um, How to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In this brief. Is can you be filled? And So what's the requirement. To be able to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well the only requirement is that you be a child of God. If you are then being filled with the Holy Spirit is for you. And it is a wonderful experience, not a strange one. Like Jesus said earlier, just as Jesus is, so is the Holy Spirit. And I think you would agree that Jesus is lovable. 
Essentially, the Holy Spirit is Jesus come to live in you. In fact, he's called the Spirit of Jesus. The cross bought the rights to this experience for you. Meditate on the word about the Holy Spirit. See what the word has to say about it and meditate on it. The Holy Spirit. You have to want him. You must allow him to be Lord. Because when he comes, he wants to take it all. You have to give it all so that he can be all. And you have to banish self so that he can occupy the throne of your life. You have to be sure that you really want him. In fact, you have to feel like you need him. You can't live without him. There is no satisfaction to be had for you without him. Then you are ready. How do you do it? Present your body to him. Ask, as Luke said, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. And then he says, which of you, if they ask you for bread, will give them a stone? Or if they ask for food, will give them um, a snake? He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more could your heavenly father give gift gifts, give good gifts to his children? And he specifically says in Luke, give the Holy Spirit to his children. So ask. Be in a position of obedience to God. And have faith. In Galatians 3 and 2, Paul said, I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirits by the works of the law? Or by believing what you heard. How to grow your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Brief five. The first thing is you have to agree to walk with them. The word says, how can two walk together except they agree? So they have to be in step with each other on the same accord. And that's how you have to be with the Holy Spirit. You want to have to continuously fellowship with him all through the day, every minute, hour, you have the opportunity to fellowship with the Holy Spirit because he's always there. You have to be ready to give up the world to take him up. You can't be a person who looks upon religion as insurance, you know, like a guarantee of heaven. I'll just come to know Jesus so that I won't go to hell. I have a ticket to heaven. No, it has to be about wanting something of heaven here on earth, wanting a better way of living here on earth, wanting to be a witness for Christ here on earth, wanting to do the will of God here on earth. It can't be about a social club. It has to be about Jesus. So here's some of the things to do. Let him grow on you, just as you would let another person grow on you, walk with him. Focus on glorifying Jesus, because that's what the, what the Holy Spirit does, is he witnesses of Jesus, and he glorifies of Jesus. And you have to be righteous. In fact, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do it, to be righteous. Make your mind clean. Paul said, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is pure, if there be any praise, if there be any excellence, think on these things. Keep your mind clean. Seek to know him in the word. Meditate on the word about the Holy Spirit. Open the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. The word says that he will teach you all things. And the word means exactly that. Know when he's around and seek him. Even when you're eating breakfast in the morning or, or lunch or dinner or when you're doing your work. Because he will take your work and transform it from the mundane to the sacred. He's a must have for every child of God. Do you have him? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you want him? 
He can be yours. If you believe, if you believe in Jesus Christ. Brief six, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Tips from Tony Davis, personal living. So I've given to you everything that Towser gave in his book, How to Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to share with you my thinking about this matter from experience. The first thing I want you to know is this. You're going to have multiple feelings in your lifetime. Take a look at the book of Acts and you'll see that the apostles, they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And obviously they were filled with the Holy Spirit at that point. But they were also filled with it once they were persecuted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they came out and said, we must obey God and not men. They prayed and asked for more boldness. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit to such a degree that the place they were in, the wall shook. So it establishes that they had at least two fillings. And what I would say is that you need to ask the Lord for it every day. Why? Because your spirit is renewed daily. And so it was said in this in the word. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day, said Paul. So that says to me that you need to ask at least once a day, if not more. So other tips. And that was in Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. For those who are looking to be filled, four tips that I think will assist you in this. The first thing is this. You need to seek his perfect will. When I say that, what do I mean? And why do I say it? I say it because there's a lot of God's will that we can know through reading the word because it's laid out right there. And obviously that's a guardrail for us. But there are some things like which job do you take? Who do you marry? Which direction do you go? Et cetera, et cetera that are very specific to you. And you're not going to find that in the word, but where you are going to get it is from the Holy spirit. And by being filled with the spirit, you're going to get his perfect will. And so you need to seek his perfect will as the first thing. And he speaks, the word speaks of his good, his acceptable and his perfect will. You need to be seeking his perfect will. What it is that he wants you to do. That's the first thing. The second thing is you need to ask, in Luke, the 11th chapter, it is said, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So you ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The third thing you do is you desire to be filled. You have to want it the way that David wanted the presence of God, as just like he said, the deer pants for the water, just like you pant for water. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, then that's how badly you have to want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the third point. The fourth point, surrender to God. And James, you see this, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But the first part of it is submitting to God. And that's submitting your whole self, surrendering to God. Now in Romans, you'll see this, depending on which version of the Bible you read. Nor must you surrender any part of yourselves to sin to be used for wicked purposes. Instead, give yourself to God as those who have been bought from death to life and surrender your whole being to him to be used for righteous purposes. So surrender is the last tip that I would tell you. Those four things believe that the Lord has filled you with the Holy Spirit. Follow the leadings of the Holy Spirit and you will do well. Be blessed. And have a wonderful day in the Lord. Hi, thank you for listening to this brief. We have plenty more at ChristianBrief.com. 
That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B-R-I-E-F.com. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and hope you check out some of the other briefs at ChristianBrief.com.